It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Well, well, well. Look who's back on a Saturday. You and me. Uh, I am miraculously here, despite the best efforts of our radio listeners at WVMT in Vermont, to take me down. Uh, the champ is still standing, uh, and it is time to give out the game ball uh, to a a guest on this show who i got to be honest with you. I've known a long time, met, met, met this guest in green rooms when I was writing for The Kennedy Show. Uh, when I was first appearing on The Kennedy Show as a panelist, this is probably back in like 2016, I uh, always thought she was just the cat's pajamas, just as cool as they come, but so brilliant that it was always a little bit beyond my depth uh, to even talk to her. Uh, but she has made me a better radio host if for no other reason than I am really well-read because I never know where her dazzling intellect is going to take the conversation. So I read everything on the days Molly Hemingway is on the show. She is, of course, our editor-in-chief at The Federalist. She is a Fox News contributor. Her best-selling book, Rigged, about the 2020 election is as good of a recap of the chicanery that went through in the run-up to that election as anything you'll ever read. I mean, fascinating. I can't encourage it strongly enough. And it's not like she's given me a kickback. Believe me, I've tried. I have tried everything. Uh, but I love Molly. Uh, her book is world-class, and she really is the gold standard when it comes to political analysis. But on this week's show, as we reacted to the January 6th hearing in real time and talked about the multiple challenges facing the country, I always find her to be a brilliant conversational port in the storm. And on this particular day she carried the show for me because I was in between three TV hits and I had a road trip of five hours to get to and I really was just a bag of cats but Molly came in and tranquilized the situation and conducted what I consider to be the best interview we had all week so game ball to you Molly Hemingway you my friend have a great Saturday hey Molly how are you doing? You know, all right, so listen, I'm going to jump right in with a very serious question because I've been watching you, and I know you've been watching a little bit of the January 6th hearings. The question I need you to answer, and this is serious, who do you think will be better on the next season of Dancing with the Stars, uh, Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger? I think either of them would do better on that program than the one that they're working on right now. Um, Wait, so are you not, are you not giving rave reviews to this show, which is, I believe called dancing with the truth? It, I actually haven't been watching it. I haven't been watching it on principle. I've been following, you know, what's, what's being talked about. Um, but I actually find the whole thing to be completely obscene. I'm mm -hmm. someone who does oppose political violence, whether mm -hmm. it comes as it predominantly does from the left or whether it did on um, one day at the Capitol mm -hmm. uh, following the 2020 election. But I'm just offended that you know, political violence was supported and endorsed and praised by Democrats throughout 2020 and even before. You know, they worked mm -hmm. with protesters to disrupt the Kavanaugh confirmation proceedings, like helping them come into the hearing rooms to disrupt a constitutional proceeding to keep Brett Kavanaugh from being confirmed. They, you know, supported the attacks on the White House, federal courthouses, police precincts. And nobody believes that they actually care about this for any other reason than as a distraction and as an attempt to get rid of their you know, most feared nemesis, Donald Trump. And it just to me, it's just completely obscene. And I just want to say it's also completely obscene 
because after the 2016 election, nearly every single person in Washington, D.C. participated in this lie that Donald Trump stole the 2016 election by colluding with Russia. And that had real problems that went on for years and cost millions of dollars. And it disrupted the administration of the government. It was no one has been held accountable for it. And so to ask people to do all of this show stopping um, show trial type stuff for, for the, the people who were upset about 2020 and, and uh, rioted when they won't hold themselves accountable for what they did to the country. It's just disgusting to me. Oh, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. And it, it's brilliant analysis like that that gets me to drop your name on America's Newsroom when they ask me to tell to talk about my radio show. I just name dropped you on America's Newsroom because I was in trouble. Thank you. Okay. No, Data was like, what's coming up on your radio show today? And I needed to say something that made it look classy. So I, I used your name to get into the bar. I was like, I know Molly. Because I told her the truth of what was going up. I would have got a call from HR. But you're here to class Jimmy, it up. I want- I want to tell you, I've been talking with so many people. We love your show. Oh, you buddy. are so you're so good at this. You're so funny. Oh, you're man. a joy to listen to, and oh, you got to keep it up. Molly, I will give you the fifty bucks later for that. You read it just <laughs> the way I wrote it. I mean, you could, it was perfect. It was a, it sounded like your own words. I mean, you're good. This woman is good. I'm telling you, Mikey. Nobody listens to me. She's a real talent. Well, I will tell you this really quickly. The only thing I can impart in terms of radio know-how is obviously I never did it. I don't have a background in it, but I spent a lot of time driving a cab and talking to people in your cab about politics. And the reason I just find this to be a little bit easier is like the disagreement isn't going to end with me getting like stabbed in the head with a screwdriver or like not tipped. Usually. You know, usually yeah. Will not end that <laughs> well, that, but, but it's true. Like that's, that's funny usually, but that's I'm how crappy. So, that, so if we're ever in studio, you never know. how. <laughs> She's going to throw one of these toys at me. I have a, uh, we were having this debate. One of the toys on my set, Molly is a He-Man toy from my third grade year. I don't know that you could make a toy with two male pronouns anymore. Would it be a they, them? Could you make He-Man in 2022? (laughs) No, that would be, uh, you know, there's so many things like uh, my husband gets a kick out of how like you'll watch something that was made like four years ago and already it's offensive (laughs) according to the suddenly changing. Yeah, He-Man would definitely be verboten. Oh, he's a goner. Everybody's got to go to sensitivity training after the pitch meeting. (laughs) It never happens. He-Man doesn't get off the ground. Well, the thing we're talking about right now, if you just joined us, Molly Hemingway on the line, Fox News contributor, editor-in-chief of The Federalist. The book, it's called Rigged, uh, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seize Our Elections. I bring up the book because the real true cause of January 6th is what? People didn't trust the integrity of this election. And your book chronicles at great detail while there was great reason not to trust the results of this election. And my concern with January 6th is it's doing nothing to address that issue. I think, if anything, they're trying to seize a moral high ground so we don't have to discuss that issue in in the context that doing so could lead to violence. Is that I mean, that's kind of what I see this as. That's exactly right. Show trials have two purposes. One is to punish political opponents, but another is to suppress the truth. And yeah, I did write a book about it. So I, you know, Mm -hmm. so I think uh, it is very important that people understand what happened in the 2020 election. People had extremely legitimate concerns. If for no other reason than we changed literally hundreds of laws and processes in the weeks and months leading up to the election to enable tens of millions of mail-in ballots to come in while decreasing scrutiny of those ballots. Like, it's reasonable that people would say, I don't feel totally comfortable with this. And that's just, you know, one of the many problems that we had. There was a private takeover of government election offices by Mark Zuckerberg. There were shenanigans about how ballots were, um, you know, uh, were reviewed. Yeah. Uh, 
based on like what what county you were in, there was the media corruption. We have a propaganda media state that was making up stories about one campaign, running the campaign for the other person. You had big tech suppressing important news stories. All of these things led to decreased trust in our election administration. And it's okay for people to talk about it. And they're trying to criminalize this whole approach of venting about it uh, in Congress. But that's something that Democrats have perfected to an art form. First of all, they do it all the time. They did it when Trump's um, election in Bush's reelection. There's no reason why people shouldn't be allowed to air their grievances about election administration. We've literally done it for hundreds of years in Congress, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to make that illegal. Well, that's what's particularly ridiculous is we just had a basically a three-year Mueller probe, two-and-a-half-year Mueller probe that was designed to cast aspersions on the integrity of an election. So the idea that there is this double standard is why, you know, a lot of people feel that there's just no standard. It's disgusting. Hillary Clinton, of all people, I don't know if you caught this because there's so much news today, but the people's pantsuit uh, flat out saying, you know, that the media needs to do a better job to standing up to these GOP lies and these hard-right networks and everything in between. But to me, I Again, as a cab driver, you're like an affordable psychologist. People just dump problems on you and you kind of get into psychoanalyzing. I do believe all of this is just like an exercise in projection. I think that's the third level of this. No? It's so much worse than that. I mean, it was just weeks ago that you had under oath Robbie Mook admitting that Hillary Clinton personally authorized the Russia collusion hoax. I mean, you want to talk about putting a lack of trust, weaponizing a lack of trust in election systems out there and having it have a major effect. That was Hillary Clinton. She herself said the election was stolen from her as recently as 2019. So did Jimmy Carter. So did one out of every three Democrats. They knew, by the way, their Russia collusion hoax was a lie because they invented it and they put it out there and no one has been held accountable. And until And unless anyone is held accountable for what they did, and not just anyone, but really everyone involved, you cannot talk to people about how these, you know, these yahoos who rioted at the Capitol need Mm. to be in prison for the rest of their life. I mean, they're putting every grandmother within a mile of the Capitol in prison (laughs) and not holding themselves accountable. Of course, they're not going to hold themselves accountable, but they're not even pretending. They're not even like acknowledging what they did and what they put the country through for four years. And what they did was a billion times worse than what, you know, grandma from Indiana did. Oh, it's so true. We're talking to Molly Hemingway, and that's the part that is so disgusting. But what I think is fascinating is I don't know if the media, if they're just so vastly out of touch with regular people, or this has gotten so emotional that they're just, you know, it's denying them the self-awareness to tell them they sound crazy. But the media is really trying to run with January 6th. And I, I honestly, I don't think anybody really truly cares. What I mean by that is, you know, showing us the director's cut of the impeachment we had in, in 2021 is it's not filling up a gas tank. And I really do think they're so out of touch to think people are going to prioritize one over the other. Like when you look at inflation, we look at gas, you look at baby formula, you look at the border, you look at crime. Do you think there's anybody in their right mind that's pulling a voting lever because Jamie Raskin says the Proud Boys are going to come to their house if the Republicans win the election? Right. People keep saying, you know, will the January 6th committee have an effect on November results? And it's like, yeah, it it is going to have an effect. (laughs) and It's going to mean even more people vote against Democrats. Um, 
so they are so out of touch with what people's concerns are. I actually wrote a piece for the Federalist today where John Dickerson, who's a guy I generally uh, hold in high regard, mm-hmm. had this thing about how we need to balance what's important with what's urgent. And he said, you know, inflation is urgent, but what's important <laughs> is this January 6th show trial. And it's like, first of all, inflation is important. You know, uh-huh. if you're making a million dollars a year like he uh-huh. is, I assume. Uh-huh probably you can handle this high rate of inflation. If you're paycheck to paycheck and you got young kids at home and you're not sure how you're going to pay the gas to make it to your job to feed and clothe and house them, it is absolutely important and not just urgent. And so people look at all the problems caused by one party because there's only one party in charge and they're just looking at what they're actually focused on. And it's maddening. It's so it's like the decaying corpse of a dying regime. And yet they don't nobody seems to know. Um, you know, the media seem to think that this show is going very well and they're doing their best to beg and plead that people will pay more attention to it. And it's just not working. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the next time I'm turning on MSNBC is election night in the midterms. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be some of the best comedy you've ever watched. But one other thing I wanted to ask you, um, you know, as someone who's a prominent media figure, are you at all intimidated about doing your job publicly in the shadow of the greatness that is Corinne Jean-Pierre? <laughs> I, so first of all, no Democrat <laughs> has a difficult time as press secretary because of the way the corporate media uh, handle a Democrat administration. I mean, you just it's like it's it's crazy to remember what they were doing during the Trump administration, like just screaming bile slurs, <laughs> just like losing their minds. And then as soon as Biden comes in, they're just asking these very respectful questions. So she couldn't have an easier job, that right? Like so the world is going to hell, but the questions are all very polite and nice. And she is struggling so much. But I do want to say, I think she looks really good. And it really mm-hmm. shows you like her makeup is great. Her hair is great. I like her um style. Mm-hmm. And so even when I'm watching her and I'm cringing at her inability to answer a basic question, I still think, but she looks, she's looking pretty good. <laughs> girl to girl. You're like, girl, you looking good. <laughs> Just stop talking. <laughs> um, maybe she's going to get a binder endorsement, like a trapper keeper type deal or something like that. Cause no, she does go to the like, binder. The binder- Kaylee made that binder and Kaylee, I, you know, I'd, I'd encountered her before she was press secretary. That is the most well-studied, well-prepared pundit or yeah. press secretary you'll ever find. And she, her, her binder was filled with information that she reviewed and reviewed and reviewed. So she would be ready to go. Um, yep. This new use of the binder is making binders seem like a way, a place where information goes to die. You know, <laughs> um, she's like flapping back and forth and she can't figure out where she is. And then she reads something that's not relevant to what the question was. It's just painful. She actually makes Joe Biden look good. And maybe that's the, maybe that's the, um, <laughs> the goal the idea here. behind it, like by being so incompetent, he he looks less incompetent. There's something going on. I do think, you know, it might be a strategic thing because it really is. It's the only way you can explain Kamala either. But I don't want to get too distracted. We're talking to the great Molly Hemingway, Fox News contributor, editor in chief of The Federalist. The book is called Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Um, really quickly, the 4th of July is coming up. I got to ask this question. Were you a fireworks girl? Were you a sparkler girl? What was Molly, young Molly Hemingway? Yeah, I'm an, I'm obsessed with fireworks oh, and grew up out west. Mm-hmm. And we we did so many things. Like we were, we were living in dry climate. So mm-hmm. my brother and I would be setting things <laughs> off and like trying to avoid starting <laughs> fires. Burning down a national forest control. so you could shoot off a right. bottle rocket. I love it. Go ahead. But I also <laughs> like sparklers. I think all, I think it's all great. 
Okay. And um, my, we had a party here recently, and uh, fireworks are illegal in the city where I live. But mm-hmm. we thought that that was just like, I mean, fireworks are illegal in D.C., but yeah. people use them all the time. We yeah. moved to Virginia, same thing. They're illegal, but we figured it was fine. Within like 30 minutes, uh, or within like, sorry, 15 minutes of setting them off, we had multiple cops <laughs> at our door telling us to stop. And, um, you know, we had like prominent people here, including, you know, former Supreme Court clerks who were trying to fight, you know, who had had a little <laughs> drink. And so they're fighting with the cops like, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. And we, were, we narrowly avoided a big incident, but well, we, we no longer set off the fireworks. Here. <laughs> what a quality of life difference, though. In New York, I could literally set off a gun. The cops aren't coming. They're like, yeah, we've got like 30 of those, pal. Sorry. We don't have the gas money. We can't help you. Oh, Molly. Well, I was I only brought it up because I was always handed sparklers. And looking back, I kind of think it's because my parents didn't think I had the competency for the good explosives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were like, yeah, they were like, we understand Jimmy's limitations. So here's a <laughs> why don't you go? Why don't you go write your name in script with your little sparkler <laughs> and your brothers will be lighting M80s and shooting bottle rockets at each other. That's what happened, Molly. Thank you. This this conversation has just outed my parents. Finally, the blinders have been ripped off for all to see. Uh, you're the coolest. Uh, let's do it again soon. OK. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, that's going to do it for the game ball. Congrats to the legendary Molly Hemingway. I hope you, my friend, have a phenomenal weekend. I am back here on the show Monday. I'll be on Gutfeld Monday night with Caitlyn Jenner. A lot to look forward to this week. So get some rest, kids, because we're going to be doing the damn thing Monday morning. I'll see you on Fox Across America. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.